And welcome to episode 2.9 of the Hailcast. Uh, I'm Matt, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm playing a little hurt, a little hurt, but uh, I'm encouraged uh, with the uh, direction of the program the last couple of weeks. Very good to be back, Matt. I'm sure you're not a fan of the Stones as much as you were a few weeks ago. But that, too, shall pass. It's great to be back. Fire it up to for another Hailcast. Let's get it on. Anybody home? Uh, hello, Mr. Gopher. Yeah, it's me, Mr. Squirrel. Yeah, hi. Uh, just a harmless squirrel, not a plastic explosive or anything. Nothing to be worried about. Yeah, I'm just here to make your last hours on Earth as peaceful as possible. Yes, don't mind this. This is doctor's orders and so forth. Hey, you don't mind if I just pop in there with a few laughs, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, in the words of Jean-Paul Sartre, au revoir, go fair. All right, Mike. So we are uh, looking on the most recent uh, ball game here. Um, little Brown Jug. Little the Battle for the Little Brown Jug. Which is a uh, fine little... Uh, oldest. Oldest and... Oldest uh, jug ever. A, that's an old piece of crap. It was actually it was dug up in Egypt, and then they repurposed it. <laughs> yeah, 1903 repurposed. Yep. That's so cool. some very intriguing stories about the jug, how it sort of disappeared, and they've yeah. got an old photo of it sitting in some Minnesota like dude's office, or just kind of sitting there. Yeah, one time it was retrieved in the shrubbery, as I recall. The bushes. Shrubbery? The shrubbery. Running of the shrubs. Um, yeah, old piece of crockery. Can't believe that thing hasn't been uh, dropped or just right. cracked. You know it's thick. You know one of those yeah. old things is really thick. So it, yeah. I'm sure it has been dropped. And it just... Hasn't shattered. Well, it may have broken. We don't know, really. I mean, it's, well, what the oh my gosh, the science departments at these universities could put that thing back together. Yeah. What they did with uh, Steve Austin, the six million dollar man, yeah. they can do that to a jug. So, like, Oscar would be the keeper of the jug, Oscar Goldman, yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Nice call with Oscar Goldman, Oscar Goldman, Dang, even with that one, even you know, even fighting through an injury, you still got it. Oh, yeah. Uh, was that the, he was an astronaut, right? Isn't that the deal? He was going through, like, training to be an astronaut? That's right. Gosh, that's hard training. I think, yeah, it was training. And landing, landing his, uh, spacecraft. Yeah, that's right. It's breaking Sort of out. had an individual shuttle, if I remember correctly. It looked sort of like a shuttle-type craft, but, but, like, built for, like, one dude. Yeah, for Steve Austin. And, as you know, those things are, you know... There's just a glide path. There's nothing. There's, yeah, I mean, you're, you're out of luck if that thing Yeah, fails. if you're not on the right trajectory on your glide path. Uh, it's breaking up. It's breaking, breaking up. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We have the money. We have the technology. We have the erector set. That was my favorite issue of Mad Magazine was their spoof on uh, that. We have the, We can rebuild him. We have the money. We have the technology. We have the erector set. And I had an erector set back then, so that's the greatest comedy in the world. Like, yeah, you can build a human out of erector set. That is the greatest comedy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> 77 comedy. He ended up uh, hitching with Farrah Fawcett, didn't he? For a period of time? Yeah. Now, in my mind, as a kid, I figured he was doing Jamie Summers because she was the bionic woman. I just figured, okay, off the set, these two are a couple because... Yeah, they're, they're, they're a bionic. bionic. I mean, who else are they going to have chit chat with? Right. Who else has got anything in common with them? Yeah. Oh, I heard you coming. <laughs> how, how did you know I was here? Oh, I heard you. 
Oh, that's you, sneaky bionic-eared woman. Did she yeah. have the bionic eye, or was that Steve? Uh, she had a bionic ear. She had the ear. Super. super she weird. also had uh, uh, was secret, but uh, and, and uh, there were some there were some um, unreleased episodes that she had super olfactory senses too, like oh. a dog. Wow, good yeah, it curled the air as it ro- came into her nostrils. So it wasn't really bionic. It's just that they uh, they operated and folded some skin so that it directed air into circles like a dog's. Wow, like a bloodhound. Yeah. So they just they just figured, you know, we're doing surgery on her, on her head. Yeah. Let's try something. Did you guys ever think about putting a dog's nose on a human? That's and that's that was they never they never aired that episode because it was very controversial. You know. Human and it's like beast, Albert Spears type stuff. Right? Yeah, it was completely. Yeah, it was completely. Yeah. So anyway, interesting. There, I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's no, a great but, one. It, one more thing that I have to, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. There was an episode of Six Million Dollar Man that, as a kid, I remember having nightmares about for months, um, and it was the episode where he the face, the face, the face too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. But that was part and parcel, I think, to the same episode. It was a two-parter with uh, Bigfoot. Uh, I don't remember the... Yeti? Uh, it was Bigfoot. Was it Sasquatch, Yeti, or Bigfoot? It was Bigfoot. Um, and I don't recall the uh, context outside of me being... Bionic there. Bigfoot? Or like uh, Steve Austin was just hunting reg- Just regular Bigfoot. That was a... You that was a that was a popular Bigfoot was really popular at the same time because yeah. I had a T-shirt of uh, Six Million Dollar Man yeah. and Bigfoot and Welcome Back Cotter and you know and all my TV shows on my clothes like I do today. Look, there's a right here for thirty five bucks on eBay you can get the Six Million Dollar Man Bigfoot figure figurine Steve versus Bigfoot. There you go. Yeah, that scared the. Hebe's out of me. So they found it. And then they lost track of him? They that fought. And- wait, wait, wait. That was Andre the Giant? Played. That, I'm holding uh, Lambeer. I thought was the, the, the understudy. Hang on. What is this? Lambeer sent in his resume with his sleeve stack credentials and never got that job. He was pissed. Wait a minute. Bigfoot was played by two different actors, well known for their extraordinary height. Andre the Giant originated the role in the initial two-parter, followed you- by Ted Cassidy. Andre the Giant. That's where the original line about when he said to Steve Austin, did you burn your eye with acid? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Steve. My name is Steve Austin. You killed my father. Prepare to die. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Andre the Giant. And who was the second dude? Richard Keel? No. May as well be. Marcus Welby? Ted Cassidy. Oh, yeah. I don't know who Ted Cassidy is. Let's check him out. Ted Cassidy. I think he played defensive end for the Raiders. No, that was Ted Hendricks. Ted Hendricks. He's best known for playing Lurch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You right. Yes. There you go. Yes, he also played... uh, he was the the voice between the uh, growls for the Hulk in the Incredible Hulk yeah. action series. I just saw an episode of that. God, that is awful. Just production of it's just awful. Oh yeah, that was all we had though. Back oh, that was cutting edge though, and back in seventy eight, seventy nine. Lou Ferrigno. Heck yeah, and uh, famous Fi, Bill Bixby. Yeah, Bill Bixby, famous Fi. Yeah, drink. <laughs> um, so back to the uh, matter at hand. 3310. Back to the matter at hand. Protection is protected unless I understand. From a young Jay's perspective, and before me, I have to find a contraception. You never know she could be on and on and on and on. All right, enough, enough, enough. Sorry. I'm like Ice Cube, you know, I hear it and I just go off. You watch that Rolling Stone episode? Okay, we're in enough tangents. Enough tangents. All right, great game though, mini. So, an hour delay due to weather. Lightning, how about that? Yeah. Not heat lightning either. No, it was just a big old storm. Um, kickoff That's a time bummer. 8.31. You know, Harbaugh's going out of his gourd. Yeah. Thinking, this game's, okay, this game's going to be first thing in the morning. Yeah. If it doesn't get called altogether. Yeah. 
This is why I don't want night games. This is why I don't want night yeah, games. Yeah, kick it off at noon. Um, well, all's well that ends well. Um, yeah, boy, you'd never know that they... What, you know, a couple takeaways in this ballgame. Michigan ground and pound was on display. Uh, running game was just bruising people. What was like five carries for three hundred? 400 yards or something? Yeah, I mean, just shy of 400 yards in the ground. 371, and that includes sack yardage. Rush yards, shy, shy. 397 yards gained rushing. There you go. 397. Ground and pound. I like the stat that that was the first uh, uh, back-to-back games with two 100-yard rushers. Going back to Lytle. Yeah. And that's a heck of a stat there. Was it Gordy Bell and Rob Lytle? Yeah, I believe so. 74? I thought they said six. Six. But still. Forward. forward if you go back 40 yards and you're... You got to go back to Jerry. Oh, uh, and then Kalik. That stands out. His record-setting performance. That's one of the great... Defensive performances I've seen in since like Charles Woodson, and with such a great jump on the pump block that he out oh. out blocked it. <laughs> there's a, there's a still photo that has the ball going right between his legs. I like Harbaugh saying, "Well, maybe at that point, maybe just go to the guy and take him out, take the putter, take him out." I mean, at that point, take out the punter. Boy, you know, yeah, that's a good the, the running game. Um, on the on the uh, macro level, just the the the, the great uh, running game that we saw here, and, and you know, you, you I've said it a couple times during the game that and afterwards, um, gosh, I remember back in the '80s when we sort of complained that the um, running game was sort of uh, real, oh, come on, open it up, Bo, oh, you know. Yeah. God, I love to just not have to worry about the quarterback doing anything except handing the ball off. That's a, a wonderful thing. So Brandon Peters, um, we didn't have a good uh, we didn't have a hailcast last week to talk about young Brandon Peters. Um, so he was limited in action throwing the ball. They had him throw 13 times in this ball game. Um, didn't need him. Didn't need him. Didn't and and why would you yeah, when you're getting 10 yards a clip, 10.0 yard average per rush. First down every time you're on it. Yeah. Or a touchdown, had, <laughs> seemingly. They had 50 snaps. I know. That's, That's bonkers. Not, 37 rushes, 13 passes, and they put uh, 427 yards on the board. Um, That's. Uh, that is crazy average play. Crazy efficiency. And that's what you want. Yeah. Let him get his feet wet. Let him get more comfortable out there. You won't probably need him this week either too much. You know, well, I guess we'll get to that shortly. But I I just, um, and that was Harbaugh's answer, you know. We didn't need him. No. No. He looked all right. He didn't do anything. He missed a couple of throws, but. Through a touchdown pass. Through a a beauty, yeah. That was a nice little throw. That was a nice throw. That was a well-designed play there. We'll tackle over. And I, I, you know, I want to do a, go on record here, Matt. I've heard it discussed again, and I brought it up to you at least once. This is going back to the Rutgers game. The wheel route. We like the wheel route. The wheel route. Hello. That Peters threw to Chris Evans for the touchdown. People were talking about, you know, hey, you know, is that is that play only designed for, why haven't we seen this before? Is that a Peters play only in uh, O'Corn? And, and I said to you before that, subsequently I've heard this discussed since I've mentioned to you last time, Matt, it, it, it's come up. Somebody brought that up, and I contend that when O'Corn fumbled the snap on the shotgun, that the way Chris Evans was busting out of the backfield, he was going on a wheel route. 
he was fixing to do that same play, that same and he fumbled the snap. And um, now, if you remember, was Brandon Peters was Brandon Peters was also in the shotgun, uh, and uh, and um, Chris was on on the same side and busted out hard. It wasn't a normal break; it was a hard bust, and you only you didn't see the end of it where he was going. You only saw the hard cut at the because they were focusing on the fumbled snap on the replays. But anyway. Um, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to go on record. This is, if that ever gets proven, also if the craft, uh, uh, if the um, uh, planet or space junk that's out just outside of our solar system that the New Horizons uh, uh, satellite is heading towards is named El Gordo, or or. Muggsy. Muggsy, yeah, that's right. Then I am the one who named it. You uh you're on record with that. Yeah. The name of the real name of it is M U sixty nine. And if you look at the it nice. looks like sort of like Muggsy. Right. Uh if you spelled it out. And uh I couldn't believe nobody even uh tried to make up a name based on it. And then El Gordo I said because uh Dick Gordon had just passed away the other day, uh yeah. Apollo twelve command pilot. Or not the command pilot, pilot. Um, anyway, I hope it's Gordo. It's, it's on Gordo. record. I hope it's all Gordo too. That would be a sweet name. Yeah, Gordo, come on the horizon. Um, that uh, hookup we we're talking that Rutgers wheel route to Evans uh, was Brandon Peters' first touchdown as a Wolverine, throwing the ball. And you pointed out during that game, Chris Evans. And Brandon Peters go back to Little League football. Yeah. Down the road. Cool. Ben Davis and Avon High um, played each other four times in high school. And Evans' team won three of those four games. Really? Yeah, they have a good team. Ben Davis ain't no Joe. No. So the uh, their two high school coaches were, were thrilled. Oh yeah, I bet. Obvious, obviously, yeah, they were ecstatic over the moon. Um, that's a neat little tidbit there. Well, that's a beautiful route. Yep, a little underthrown the ball, a little underthrown, but a nice grab. A little underthrown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's okay. Six to six. It's not like he had to come running back for it. No, nope. he had to slow up a tad. And he had that backer beat. It was. It's so oh, nice yeah. to see. Yeah, right. Having watched McCray getting crushed on that play. Oh God. It was nice to be on the other end of it. Um, feel like we could run that more and more often. I mean, until they make the switch. Not unlike the rushing attack versus Minnesota. I had heard that uh, a couple linemen that were talking about the ball game. Well, we ran the same three or four plays the whole ball game. And Minnesota never adjusted. And uh, Coach Harbaugh even talked about that. Benny Japru talked about that. Yeah. And he's like, you know, they brought their safeties down so low, and they never adjusted. So, kind of just kept running <laughs> powers and encounters. And those safeties were getting caught up in the uh, in the muck in the muck, the mucky muck. Yeah, it's gorgeous. On the other hand, our safeties were ten yards deep, and Canal, I'm thinking in particular, and darting. I'm thinking about a jet sweep. Tackle for loss. Uh, yeah, two yard loss. Not often you see a safety at ten yards deep get a tackle for loss. Uh, another play that sticks out in that game for me is Mohurst's oh. sack through the right guard. Through the right guard, he just pushed the right guard into the quarterback, and while pushing him, reached out with his other arm and sacked the quarterback. That was amazing. And they both went down. Amazing. And he on top of both. <laughs> I that mean, it's just a beast mode type of Let's see. force. I've, I've beaten people all year, every which way. How about I just try to bully him right into his quarterback? Yeah, I could probably spin and get around you, but something tells me I Let's might be able to push you into him and like a domino into him. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was amazing. unbelievable. Amazing. He's a he's a freaking nature. He is number eight, number eight in the latest. Listen to draft projections. Rich Eisen talking to Coach 
Harbaugh the other day on the Harbaugh podcast. He says, I sit right next to uh, Maurice Hurst's cousin. And it turned in Harbaugh's like, ah. And uh, Marshall Falk is cousins with Maurice's father. So Marshall been talking him up since high school. You know, uh, oh, really? Coach Harbaugh had never known that. He's like, wait, wait a minute. Well, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. They sort of are built alike. Marshall. Big upper bodies, smaller, quicker, lower bodies. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't surprise me so much. So, oh. yeah, Eisen was saying Marshall Fox. Have the you think Moe's going to go dreads? The biggest Moe Hurst stuff, man. You think Moe's going to go dreads once he goes pro? I don't know. You think he's going to go tat, full tat, like sleeves? Or you think it's going to get a cummerbund, which is the latest thing? Well, the thing, not, well, it's the latest thing because I'm trying to develop it. I don't have any tats yet, but I'm thinking about getting a cummerbund, which is a, a wrap around my belly of tattoos. Oh. Like a cummerbund. That's the thing, huh? Just goes, well, it's going to be. Oh. <laughs> I'm starting it. <laughs> And I'm wearing my short shorts with my cummerbund. <laughs> you get like a corsage, start that too. Like tattooed? Tattoo of a corsage. A tattoo of a corsage? Yeah. Right next to my Herby Village as tattoo. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of talk right now. That is a lot of talk. I'm a lot of talk about skin art and I don't have any. You're waiting. I'm waiting for brands and piercings to become less popular. I saw a lot of Omegas on some arms this weekend, which indicates to me that brands are still popular amongst some of the Greek organizations on campus. Yeah. Oh, not, maybe not, uh, maybe a lot of them I saw in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Jabril. Jabril, yeah. Omega man. I saw an enormous brand. I mean, it was enormous. It must have hurt like a must have hurt like hell. Yeah, I think any brand would be probably painful for at least a little bit. Yeah, Russell Brand for sure. Of just like two minutes is excruciating. Yeah, got to turn the channel. Yeah. Um. All right. So good times. Great taste. Let's fill in. Don't let the smooth taste fool you, Mike. I don't. I don't. Um, concern. Quinn Nordine. Yeah. Big what's, concern. What's with missing extra points? What's with missing field goals? He's He needs uh, to let his hair grow out and needs to go go back to being um, uh, not the wild thing. Little you know, wild. maybe you're the wild thing come your junior year, but, okay. you know, you need to start making extra points. Yeah. You need to introduce yourself to a little humble pie. Yeah, and uh, focus a little bit more and not take these things for granted. He is just a freshman after all. Right. He's a freshman. And you're... But these extra points are driving me out of my mind. Yeah. Because then later on, Harbaugh goes for two, right. which doesn't need to go for two, but I just think he's, okay, I've got the ability to go for two. I might be in the situation where I'm going to need to go for two later on in the season. It may be important. Right now it's not. And they don't get it. And I keep forgetting about all these things, and so I'm trying to figure out where we got to 33. I know we missed the extra point. Did we missed two extra points? My son, of course. Dad, no. Remember we went for two? All right, God. Yeah. Harbaugh. Peters. What do you think it is? He missed that field goal? That uh, Coach says his, his timing is a little off. Yeah, right. Yeah, he went er- He went late. He went early. He didn't keep his head down. He's kind of not concentrating. Uh, Talking to a kicker tonight, an ex-Sparty kicker at hoops practice, and uh, he says that's just a focus thing. An ex-Sparty kicker? Yeah, he's the father of one of my boys. And he kicked for Sparty? He did for Saban. What's his name? Well, I don't know. Oh, all right. He well, was he was a backup kicker for Sparty. Okay. Yes, he was. It's funny. Primary kicker. I tonight went to my son's uh, uh, high school p- conferences. Uh, it was the walk-in variety, and we were only going to one teacher because anyway, we only were going to one, and it wasn't Matthew's doing fine that class, but. 
we just wanted to show, you know, anything else going on. We don't even talk about Matthew. We, he, uh, we start talking about U of M. He's like, oh, were you, did you guys go there? And I'm like, yep. And, uh, and we end up being around the same time. And he start, he goes, oh, okay, I live with Guard Thompson. Uh, Who's this, a teacher? Yeah. Uh, Ma- Matthew's math teacher. Faber? Uh, <laughs> Dean Faber? Oh, the girls have Faber. Oh, no. No, I, I, you know, I don't want to call anybody's name out here, um, but he lived Quick. with Ben Quick. He lived with Guard Thompson, and uh, I go, no way! I was at a party at Guard Thompson's apartment back in '86 or '87. Uh, a guy in my hall uh, took me over there, who he knew, sure. uh, grew up with him and his brother. Um, he said he, uh, uh. Joubert and um, and Gary Grant, he took on Joubert and Gary Grant, he and his roommate, in uh, pitcher quarter bounce. And uh, Monica and I are like, well, who won? He's like, well, we won. Because those guys practice basketball, and we practice quarter bounce. <laughs> he said uh, Glenn Rice put, a, uh, put his fist through their drywall during a uh, guard's 21st birthday. Wow. Um, and all we did was talk about uh, uh, Michigan, and then finally we're like, he's like, "Oh, but yeah, Matthew's doing fine. Uh, everything's everything's great." So we're like, "All right, well, great, hey, great talking to you." You know, hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, crazy. So it sounds like Matthew's hooked up for the rest. of Well, season. I hope so. I hope that uh, plays into uh, you know if he's right on the cusp of a yeah. higher grade, then it this, goes his favor. This doesn't sound like it was. Uh, it's course. By, it was by chance. This was researched. Honestly. To be all, to be honest, he shouldn't need our, our help. In this stuff. he's doing just fine. So I don't think you get A pluses for you know. Um, but it was very interesting that you know you just go there and you. I've known the guy. Anyway, tied in. So Nordine is losing focus a little bit. He's concentrated, is what I'd heard. Um, which. Obviously. Easy fix. Concentrate. Focus. Get your timing. Adderall. Maybe he's not taking his... Uh, That's probably not something you want to be pushing on a kicker, but could be. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe he's on too much. Um, Yeah, not a doctor. Um, I can't prescribe that. What I do want to talk about is Coach... uh, Offensive coordinator Tim Drevdo's comments today about his quarterback, Brandon Peters. Oh, yeah. Um, called Brandon Peters is a closer with bases loaded coming out of the bullpen to go close the game out, and he's a flatliner. That's what you want as a quarterback. You don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. You want to stay within your zone. Because you don't want to get emotionally hijacked because that could take you in a different place and spin you out. Brandon has that DNA makeup to be an outstanding football player and quarterback here at Michigan. And that's what you're looking for in a quarterback. A leader and an even keel. And a guy who can make a play when there's no play to be made. Come on. I I, I have to take issue with this. We had this discussion last weekend, Matt. You don't like Peters, do you? <laughs> Uh, no double entendre indicated, I hope. But um, no, I, I love Brandon Peters' game. I take issue with Treville's comments where you want somebody who you wouldn't know coming off the field whether he just threw a touchdown pass or he just threw a pick six. I want to know. I want to see a guy celebrate when he does something well. Yeah. I want to see a guy get down on himself when he does something not so well. I, I just want uh, to see a guy do something well. That's all I want. All right, I can give. But a the even I don't. I don't. I think this even keel bullshits. Uh, did Jim Harb is Jim Harbaugh and uh, and um, Tom Brady are they even keeled after when something's going well? I mean, no, they're showing their emotions. And uh, you Jim know, Plunkett, pretty even keel guy. He, he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> You're going to Plunkett, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I guess there. All right. 
End of conversation. Maybe Peter, I got plunketed. Maybe, maybe, Peter, maybe Peter's is a plunket. I got plunketed. Plunket. I'll drink to Plunket any day. I love Plunket. God, he was a gamer. Yeah. You wouldn't think it, but man, he was a gamer. The guy just got there and got it done. He got beat. He he every before every game he got beat in the head with a bag of nickels in the right in the face, right in the snout, and you saw it. You saw it every game. You said, look at that guy. He just got beat in the face with a bag of nickels, and he's still leading this team down the field. God, Plunkett's awesome. Pack marks and all. Um, well, we'll find out. We don't, you know, the jury's still out on Brandon no, Peters. I like Brandon Peters. I just don't like the comments Trevino says. Uh, I think it's oversold, this even keel baloney stuff, unless it's Richard Keel's kid, whose name is Even, or Evan, but they call him Even you know, just to make fun of him, even yeah. keel. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out. If Peters is a flatliner and is even keel, then he's a slinger. Works for me. Uh, I don't care how you get the job done. I like your game. I like your delivery. I like the fact that you can take a handoff and a shotgun and not fumble it. I mean, bottom line. Oh, he got hammered and held on the oh, ball. And he's tough. He, he sensed it, it right at the end. He must have, because oh, how he held onto that ball and didn't drop man, it. Man, that nose just wrecked him. That may have been just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that may be the hardest hit he'll ever take. Hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully that's the only one that Cesar Ruiz allows. Well, he can't allow him if he's on the bench. They yanked him after that. Well, that was his one bad, or he may have had one other, but other than that, he played solid, I think. He's very good. It's just you can't make that mistake and get your quarterback crushed. No. you you got to be hoping that he gets back up and he's okay. Uh, yeah. I'm I, sweating bullets on that yeah, one. Yeah, I got... I, I know, know I was. I'm, I'm sure like, Caesar be buying Peter's spots all week. <laughs> yeah, because he's seeing them. Yeah, here's some... Philly subs. Since I'm seeing spots, I'm going to buy you spots. Some waffle fry... Um, yeah, well, the uh, run blocking is was as good as you can do. And uh, um, uh, I don't know how this is. Uh, uh, that was a, you know, it, it could just all be bullshit because it probably is bullshit. And it's hard to believe Minnesota was that highly ranked as a defensive squad. But they were number 20? 21. 21? Uh, I'm sure they're not number 21 at right now anymore no they um but worked we may have um we may have exposed their their high ranking there but let's say they're the number 40 or 35 ranked defense in the country still decent and you just put a crap ton of yards on them so uh hopefully they're just starting to gel is what you're hearing a little bit out of the, uh, some of the guys that they're they're things are just starting to come together in the last couple of weeks yeah. They knew it was there. It was just starting to come together. It looks like they kind of simplified the block scheme, too. I mean, they're getting away from the, the zone concepts a little bit. Going to counter. And it's going power. Because old, old man Harbaugh said, hey, yeah, how come you didn't run the counter? Drev, it looked drop, really- sharpen your pencil and draw me up a counter play. Yeah, it looked beautiful. It was That's a lineman's wet dream is that kind of ball game. Just stone them, just wrecking dudes. Well, big confidence booster. Regardless if it was against the competition, it was highly rated. It's confidence. You're doing it. You're seeing yourself do it. You can't. You can only play who's on the schedule. And for them to go out and absolutely murder that defense, just running the ball. How about Harbaugh's comments about that, uh, you know, a lot of teams go out and do it in their non-conference schedules. It's it's good to do it against a Big Ten foe. Yeah. I think it says a little bit more when you can do it against a Big Ten opponent. That yeah, is. well, which is for sure. Stout D's. Yep. There's just no doubt about it yep. from top to bottom. I mean, that's just the way it is. This, is a, this ain't no pa- – remember watching those – what game were we watching? Or was just was Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State? The Bedlam, yeah. There's no D. There ain't no defense. Defense. I mean, it was. Oh my God! Who was it? Uh, who's the Buckeye um, analyst guy? Uh, receiver sits in the booth and analyzes. Yeah, yeah. 
dude had wheels. Michael. Still has wheels. Michael. Oh. oh, I can picture him. Anyway, so he was talking about that. He's like, he's like, come on. You got cornerbacks giving a 10-yard cushion and the receiver running by him every time. He said, that's not defense. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that isn't defense. Well, uh, Oklahoma's quarterback threw for 598, five touchdowns. Right. In a regulation game. In the goatee. Yeah, that ain't defense. Um, speaking of defense, Michigan... Again, holds uh, an opponent to under 200 yards of total offense, 164. That's impressive. Ten points. That's yeah, real real impressive. That's a beating. Real impressive. Yeah, they did. Uh, Minnesota's MVP in that ball game, I think, was their punter. He was punting the heck out of the oh, ball. Oh, man, was he a good punter. He was a really good punter. Like 50 yarders. Well, to not yards. not get uh, his punt blocked by Khalid. That was unbelievable. <laughs> How do you get that off? Yeah. And still make it a decent punt, too. He crushed it. Yeah, he was a heck of a punter. Um, yeah, I mean, they can hang their hat. They can row the boat with that punter. Tell you that. <laughs> row that boat, PJ. Um, well, I wish him well. I've got nothing against Minnesota. No. I hope they do well. Yeah. They certainly got a fighting chance in that West. Well, probably not, but I mean... Oh, speaking of that West, how about that uh, Hawkeye oh, blowout? Kinnick. Oh, well... Evisceration. It's it's Kinnick. Nobody saw that coming. The most, no. The most no. points they've ever scored on Ohio State. They've been playing them forever. Oh, the worst defeat in Urban's... Career. Ties it. Yeah, largest margin of victory, loss. Uh, yeah, didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming at all. Didn't see the battling East Lansing coming either. No, D'Antonio loves him some inclement weather. How about that tweet? Yeah, he keeps his house at 44 degrees. In a driving rain. In a driving rain. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> he loves the team. That man. is a great yeah. tweet, man. Oh, that is good times there. Yeah, I mean. Can you, welcome to the D'Antonio household. Come in. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it going on. That guy is Faustian bargain, I'm telling you. He's going to go down and get it done in Columbus this weekend. He's going to win the damn East. And sneak up, he got beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship and win the damn conference. Yeah, God, I I don't want that to happen. I, I I don't see how it's not possible. Oh, it's completely possible. Okay, I don't see how that doesn't happen. He's just he's just toiling with everybody now. I can take high schoolers and get them Big Ten championships. Don't you guys understand? I've made a deal with the devil. I've been to the crossroads. He ran like 15 guys off his team. Have you seen him play blues guitar? <laughs> it's it's uncanny. It's amazing. It's um yeah, he's Robert, he's got something going. Robert Johnson D'Antonio. Oh. Um yeah, so uh big win for the Spartans. My goodness. Real big win. Yeah. Who else? Maryland, not so much. Maryland's bumming. So, yeah. a little preview on Maryland. There's not a lot to preview. The Maryland's on their fifth string quarterback. Yeah. That's bad news. And one more. I mean, fifth string's not getting much rep time during a, during a fall camp. He's out of the Detroit metro area, I believe. He right. went to Air Force and then bagged out after a year. Went to J.C., and then ended up walking on to Maryland. Um, can't imagine he's going to light up that secondary that Michigan's got. Right. No. He's, assuming he has time. Assuming he has time. Yeah. I th- you hope that he doesn't get his 
I wouldn't mind him being knocked out of the game, but I don't want him to be destroyed for the rest of his career either. No, right. I just, I'm sort of more just curious to see what the six string quarterback looks like. No, I know. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like in baseball when the, when the bullpen. I think it's a linebacker. Yeah, you start throwing in. I think I heard somewhere that uh, they may have to go to some guy who played. Well, at this point, you're going to people who played quarterback in high school. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these guys did. Carl Cage, take a snap. He was the linebacker, but he was also the quarterback. Yeah. You know, but we recruited him as linebacker because he's 6'4 and 230, but he also wasn't unstoppable at running the option in, yeah. in high school. So, so I think I did hear that there's a linebacker. That who is in line, if need be. Um, that would be interesting. I'd kind of like to see that without, like we say, serious injury to their. How about talking of injuries? I just heard. I just heard that uh, Wisconsin's uh, uh, linebacker. I mean, no surprise because they lose linebackers on the regular. They seem to have a lot of linebackers in the wings. Right, and they, they replace them. They replicate them. It's like the old uh, 80s and 90s Michigan tailbacks. They just brewed them up in the chemistry building. It's the boys from Madison. It's just a big clone, a linebacker cloning thing. Uh, yeah. It's like the boys from Nazi Brazil. But yeah. yeah. Well, not so much Nazi Germany, but you do have um, the AD, former coach, Barry? Barry Alvarez holding three Wattweilers in his hands as they're cloning linebackers <laughs> in, in the lab. Waffen. Waffen Alvarez. He's got a big like red armband with a W, a white W on it. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, Maryland's in for a world of hurt. Yeah. I think they're in I think they're in a world for hurt. Uh I don't think they just lost to Rutgers. Um, yeah. DJ Durkin, he'll be familiar with the uh, with a lot of the uh, personnel that we have. Yeah, not gonna do him any good. Yeah, I mean, he'll know who to seek out in the post game handshakes, right? <laughs> but it probably won't be um, Winovich. What's the uh... because he didn't say goodbye to Winovich? No, when he left, did you not see this interview with Winovich? No, I didn't I miss that. Oh, uh, Winovich said, um, "Yeah, so." Uh, I see Coach Durkin, and um, he's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, Coach. And uh, about two hours later, I see him on a press conference being named uh, Maryland head coach out in Maryland. I'm like, I just saw him leaving the building. I, you know. Greeted him, and he greeted me and didn't say anything to me about leaving the team or goodbye. He was doing it laughing, you know. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, I, he had prior to that said, you know, I owe him a lot for, for fighting for me, to get me on the special teams. Um, but he didn't say goodbye to me when he left, and I saw him as he was leaving. Yeah, I could see how uh, that, would, that would rub Chase the wrong way. And uh, so they're like the reporters are like, so are you going to uh, you know you have to is that some payback this weekend where you've got to go out there and win it because he didn't he goes yeah that's right you didn't say goodbye to me <laughs> you didn't say goodbye to me come on <laughs> he's a he's an interesting guy I heard he went he as, is a bit interesting yeah he went as himself for Halloween <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he changed into Thor for, uh, late night what's the change the like the the shirt. You take maybe, your jersey maybe, off and you put on a, like a probably, orange colored shirt. And uh, he probably just referred Cut to himself off. as Thor. He, oh right, yeah. Probably no change at no all. No change. Just no change. I am now Thor. <laughs> yes. No, call me Thor. It's midnight. It's just call me Thor now. Oh, Odin. That'll do. Yeah, that'll work. Pass me some more Lauren bro. You gotta love any guy who goes to. Uh, uh, Halloween party dressed as the Norse god of thunder. Oh yeah, I mean, being Norsemen ourselves. Yeah. I don't need to remind you. A lot of Norse pride. Mid- Michigan, a uh, sixteen-point favorite, sixteen and a half, seventeen, depending on the book. I'll take Michigan and the points. Yeah, I think that <laughs> we can win by sixteen. Yeah. God, they just no love for Michigan. We're playing Maryland. 
with their fifth string quarterback and are were favored by 16. How's that? With a uh, 45 point over under. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just I'm just over. Or am I just under? No, I'm just I'm just over. Yeah. In my pick. Well, so that's no surprise that Vegas is right on the money with uh yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. They always seem to be. Not with what I'm thinking, but they, I mean, if Vegas says the over-under is 45, then darn near, it's going to be 44 to 46. It, it, they've been, it's bizarre. I guess that's accurate. why these guys uh, do what they do. That's how they get the big building. I went with 40, 48. So we are, I believe, at the point in the uh, podcast where we are taking a stab at the score. At this point, I think so. Have you finished your bottle of beam? Yeah, no, not working on it. Um, okay, well, if you've got a score in mind, I do. Not, yeah, okay. uh, f- uh, forty-two to six. Wow, forty-two to six. Um, I'm gonna go with thirty-eight to six. Oh, right on the line, right there. Yep. Right on the over/under, or just under. You're taking the under. Yeah. How much are you going to put on it? Everything. <laughs> the mortgage. <laughs> Blood money. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. I, it's good I, to be back. Yeah, it is good to Dang, be back. Don't so, get no better. Don't get no better. Um, I tell you what. I tell you what. You're fully cruising. I tell you what. What time is that kickoff, Mike? Any idea? In Maryland, you've got to figure it's a noon kickoff. <laughs> Pardon me. Noon kickoff. I've got to figure that's a noon kickoff. Let's take a quick peek. Let's take a quick peek. Quick peek. We should know this being the Hellcast, you know, having all this at our fingertips. I got it right here. Oh, do you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really give the time. It's got to be a noon game. Well, well let's go with noon. Well, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a night game. <laughs> It's a 9.30 kickoff. Yeah, it's a midnight kickoff. Friday night. Yeah, Friday. They scheduled for Friday at 9 because they knew. It is a 3.30 kick on the Big Ten Network. 3.30? I would have bet the barn that that was a noon kickoff. Wait. Good. Yep. All right, Mike. Well, go blue. Go blue, Matt.
I know it might sound strange 